Welcome to Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. Welcome to Soundprints for the week of November 6, 2022. Pre-registration is open for the KCB 2022 Conference and Convention until November 10. You can still register for the convention after that date, but pre-registration discounts do not apply. Convention dates are on November 18 and 19. Come sail away with KCB on the KCB Majestic cruise ship. The convention is happening in person at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville and virtually on Zoom. Portions of the convention will also be streamed on ACB Media and on the RadioStorm.com. Virtual pre-registration is $20 per person, $25 after November 10. In-person pre-registration is $50 for the best value two-day package, which includes all convention activities and meals. A one-day package, including two meals and all programs on Friday or Saturday, is $30 pre-registration, $35 after November 10. Remember that everyone who registers, whether virtual or in-person, is eligible to win our door prizes, which include cash and other great items. Out-of-town attendees and those who don't want to hassle with going home over the weekend can stay at the Candlewood Suites Hotel, 1039 Zorn Avenue in Louisville. The room rate is $99 plus tax for each night and for up to four people in a room. Make reservations right away by calling the Candlewood at 502-953-6153 and be sure to tell them you are with the Kentucky Council of the Blind. KCB will provide Uber and Lyft transportation between the hotel and UCHM upon request. Please note that Uber and Lyft do not provide accessible transportation. Their vehicles range in size from a standard car that can transport two to three people to an SUV or truck. Their vehicles do not have lifts and their drivers may not assist you with boarding the vehicle, nor are they trained to handle passengers with mobility issues. If you wish to stay at the Candlewood, but you would rather use TARC-3 transportation between UCHM and the hotel, KCB will provide TARC-3 tickets for that purpose. Stipends are also available for KCB members who attend the convention both days. A $100 stipend is available for those who live outside of the metropolitan area and a $25 stipend for those who live inside the area. For more information on how you can receive a convention stipend or to register for the convention using your major debit or credit card, Call KCB at 502-895-4598. The Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired in Owensboro is holding its November meeting on Tuesday, November 8, from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. Savvy will be holding elections for officers at this time. The meeting will be at the Wesleyan United Methodist Church on Sherm Road in Owensboro and on the KCB Zoom line at 669-900-6833. The code is 862-9889-6972. For more information, call Cheryl Lott at 270-686-8689. 
The South Central Kentucky Council of the Blind holds its weekly meeting on Wednesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Central, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on its Zoom line. Dial 669-900-6833 and use the code 763-689-4411. The Kentucky Council of Citizens with Low Vision held its annual membership meeting on Wednesday, November 2. Restoria Ross Jackson and Trina Muncy were elected to the KCCLV Board of Directors for two-year terms. KCCLV will hold its next in-person low vision support meeting on Monday, November 14, from 1 to 2.30 p.m. at United Crescent Hill Ministries in Louisville. The Kentucky Council of the Blind Next Generation will hold its annual membership meeting on Thursday, November 10, at 8 p.m. on the KCB Zoom line. Next Generation will be considering a bylaw amendment and electing officers. The meeting is open and all are welcome to attend. The meeting is on the KCB Zoom line. The code is 862-9889-6972. Roundabout on Friday, November 11, will be virtual from 7 to 9 p.m. We'll be playing bingo with the group from the Perkins Library in Massachusetts. This is always a fun evening, and we hope you'll plan to be with us no matter where you live. Be there for lots of fun and lots of prizes. We'll be using the Perkins Zoom line, and here's the number. 646-558-8656, and the ID is 617-972-7240. Michael and Angie McCarty just recently returned from a cruise and vacation to Hawaii. Last week, they shared their experiences on the cruise with us, and their descriptions were filled with so much detail that it was almost as if we were right there, sailing along with them. On page two this week, we'll hear more about the trip as they arrive in Hawaii on the ship, leave the ship, and spend several days in the islands, and then return to the mainland by air. Listen to Sound Prince each week on ACB Media One, the mainstream channel. Our broadcast times are Sunday at 8 p.m., Monday at 8 a.m., Tuesday at 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., Wednesday at 4 a.m. and 4 p.m., Thursday at 10 p.m., and Friday at 1 a.m., 10 a.m., and 1 p.m. Listen on your Victor Reader stream or on the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Listen anytime, 24 hours a day, on the KCB Information Line. Just call 773-572-6318. And you can request a free CD subscription to Soundprints, playable on any standard CD player, by calling us at 502-895-4598. Page 2. And now it's time for us to hear more about Michael and Angie McCarty's wonderful cruise and vacation to Hawaii, which they took in October. Angie, tell us some more about the cruise. Oh, gosh, we could talk about this forever. So we we wound up um, the last four days on the ship were our Hawaii days on the ship. And so our first two days, we visited Lahaina, Maui. And um, that was a different experience for us because they don't have, um, like, a dock where the ship can can come up to because the ship was too big. 
And um, so we had to do it, what they call tendering. And that's where when you get off the ship, you actually get on a smaller boat, and then the smaller boat takes you over to the main land. And um, that was a different experience. Um, I, I, I would have to say I, I prefer being able to just get off the ship and walk straight up and, and just go. But it was kind of fun doing the tendering things. We've never done it before. And, um, and like I said, they, they're super nice. They offer you assistance. They help you on the, to the tender and they'll help you off the tender and point you where to go. And, you know, so we, we didn't really have any trouble with it. It was just different. Yeah. You do have to remember that when you're doing a tender, they are attaching a small boat to your bigger boat. And so it moves around. Yeah. The tender, (laughs) there's no way they can keep it from not moving. So the whole time you're, you're out there loading onto the tender you know, you're hearing this boat, <clears throat> and they have this, I guess it's fiberglass. They're really good about getting on either side of you, kind of helping you, you know, step from the ship to the tender. Yeah. And your cane doesn't really do you a whole lot of good in that case because there is a little gap between the ships, and so you kind of have to watch um, that. So your cane is, mm, I wouldn't say it's very helpful in that situation because they don't want you to get your cane caught, obviously, between the two ships. <laughs> right. Know, so. Now, we did have one kind of funny experience. It's funny now because nobody got hurt, but the second day we were in Maui, we caught the tender over to the island, and um, as we were pulling away, and I actually got this on video because, you know, I take pictures and video everything we do, and so I was like, hey, there's another tender. There's tender number 12, you know, and I was looking at it, and next thing I knew, we crashed into it. So our first day in Maui was a shopping day and a sightseeing day. We went to see... um, they call it the oldest banyan tree. Banyan? Is that I think it? that's right. Tree banyan? in the world. Banyan? Yes. And this thing, it had like 13 or 14 different trunks, but it was all part of the same tree. And it was the strangest tree. It was all grown together, and the trunks were going in all these different directions. And it was really neat to see it and to walk around underneath it. It felt like walking around in, in a park, like a real super shady area, but you were underneath, it was all just one big tree. It had an interesting smell when you were walking around underneath it. There was a, there was a fragrance. It wasn't a bad smell, but it was a different smell. And they said that was the smell of this tree. But now if you can see it, obviously the, the tree itself would be really awesome to see. But it is a great place for bird watching. There were tons of birds in that in that tree. They have benches and stuff set up, you know, around the tree and under the tree and all that so you can sit and relax. Yeah. And now Lahaina is a different it's a different kind of place. It's another one of those historic cities. It's been around for quite a while. And um mobility wise, Lahaina was difficult to travel. I just imagine the sidewalks in Hawaii, you know, you hear you hear things about places before you go and you don't really know what to expect when you get there, but I felt like the sidewalks in a lot of areas were really narrow. There were lots of poles and obstacles and, of course, lots of people because our ship was there. <laughs> so there was tons of people. And um, and the the crossings and the curb cuts and things like that were – I felt like we would have had um, a little bit more of a difficult time if, if we didn't have my mother-in-law with us. We I think we would have done it. We would have been okay. But we might have done more walking in the road when it wasn't busy with traffic because we felt like the sidewalks, when you're walking together with canes, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we, Between we, the poles and the sidewalks yeah, and the cables. And, and the, the stuff 
you know, the signs yeah. and all the op- other obstacles on the sidewalks. It, it was not the easiest place to navigate with Shane. No. But we had a good time. We went shopping. We went to a little ice cream place, and we had this pineapple ice cream. It was so good. Oh, my mercy. It was made with real pineapple, and it was so good. So we, we had a really good day the first day. And then we went back to the ship, and we had our dinner and had a nice evening on the ship. And um, we got to see a show in the Royal Theater that night on the ship. They actually brought some folks over from the island. They, they actually introduced them straight from tender number 14. It was basically, a, it was sort of like an on-stage luau. Sort of like a luau type of show, and it was it was terrific. That was sort of an extra thing we didn't know was going to happen. Yeah, so. that was neat. We wanted to do a beach. You know, we, we had had all these days in the pools and stuff, and one of the things that we love to do is a beach. So once again, YouTube came to the rescue. So I started looking up YouTube videos <laughs> and trying to find out beaches in Maui. Well, we asked some of the locals there, too. Some of the shop owners, we, we had asked them some questions about beaches, too. And so everybody kept telling us, telling us about this place that the locals like to go to called Baby Beach. They said a lot of times the locals will take their children there to play because there's a reef out in the water and that prevents all the big waves from coming in, so the water's really calm. It moves around a little, but it's really calm and easy to swim in for little kids. And so they said a a lot of the locals take their kids there to play. So we're like, yeah, let's give it a try. We like things to be nice and calm, you know. (laughs) And so we went there. It was beautiful. Some of the clearest water we've ever swam in. And, I mean, we we went out into the water, and we were in water almost to our shoulders. And I could see my toenail polish. It was so clear. It was just beautiful. You could see all the little fishies swimming around you and, just so neat and and the water was warm and so nice and we lucked out when we first got to the beach we we took a what we do take a lift or an uber over there yep and so they dropped us off there at the beach and we just happened to find a shady tree and so we laid our blankets on the ground under the shady tree and it was a really nice place to be and so we spent the day there at at baby beach and it was just gorgeous beautiful absolute beautiful day the only thing that prevented us from staying later was the fact that the sun was going down. and We had to get back to the We ship. had to get back because <laughs> <clears throat> we still wanted to do our free supper and all that stuff. And the, <laughs> so. the, the ship, ha- I mentioned the blankets. The ship has a, a service. All the Royal Caribbean ships we've been on and the Carnival ones, too, that we were on years ago, you can go up to the pool deck and you, show, you go to what they call the towel station. They have them several throughout the pool deck, and you can go there, and you show them your CPAS card. They scan your card, and you can get as many towels as you want. And so we went and got our towels, but this ship also had blankets that you could check out. And so we we got a couple of blankets and our towels, and so we laid the blankets on the ground, and then we had our towels, and it was all complimentary. As long as, you know, at the end of the day or the next day, but before the end of your cruise, as long as you turn them back in and they scan your card and they know that you turn your stuff back in, then you don't get charged. So we had a great day at Baby Beach, and I was so glad that we looked that up on YouTube and the locals showed us about it. Uh, some people were saying that the beaches they went to, was the water was a lot rougher and uh, there were some rocks and stuff, but this beach here was perfect. So if you ever go to Lahaina and go to Maui, go to Baby Beach. Baby Beach. Very highly recommend. Right where you want to be. So it was really cool. We got, like I said, the first day in Maui, the boats, you know, we stayed there. So we got two days in in Maui. And so all of our meals and stuff we ate on the boat. 
And then our next stop and final stop on the cruise was going to be in Honolulu. And Honolulu is one of those places that uh, it, it's, it is the capital, so there's a lot of city uh, in Honolulu. And so once again, we decided we would do our first day would be shopping uh, and exploring and kind of just seeing what's around the cruise ship and all that. We were trying to find, you know, just curious about places to go and do some shopping. So once again, YouTube came <laughs> to the rescue, and uh, we found the world's largest out open, open air, air shopping, shopping mall. mall, 360 stores and restaurants. And so we had to go. You had to go check that out, right? It was like Mall of America, but it was open to the to the outdoors. It was neat. It was a great place. And uh, there were lots of interesting things to do. We found a Sour Patch candy store, which we could have spent tons of money and time in. Well, we thought, okay, it's going to be all Sour Patch stuff. But we went into it, and it was all kinds of candy. They had Reese's and Nerds and everything in there. T-shirts and M&Ms hats. And, 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 I mean, if you like, if you wanted a Nerds T-shirt, you could get a Nerds T-shirt. If you wanted a Reese hat, you could get a Reese hat. And there were all these different areas of the store, and there were all these statues of all the giant characters, and people were taking pictures. And it was a really neat place. It was huge. And I'm telling you, if we had room in our luggage, we could have went hog wild in that place. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was really neat. And they had a lot of that nostalgic candy that we remember from when we were kids. Candy cigarettes. They yeah. had candy cigarettes. They had candy cigarettes. They had rock candy. <clears throat> oh, I love rock candy. And those giant jawbreakers that change colors, you know, those ones they had when we were kids. And so many fun things. And it was neat. And it was right next door to a place they called the Oreo Cafe. And it had all Oreo stuff. Um, candles and t-shirts and everything you could want that had oreo stuff and um it was just a really neat place i think we spent most of our time in that big candy store that was really neat we did right across the way from it was a place uh all about peanuts your um charlie brown, charlie brown characters and they had a store over there too with and, all the uh, peanut characters cool. and snoopies and all those things that was neat so there was no way we were going to make it through this entire place we we walked around those two stores and we got ourselves a drink uh, in the food court. And um, by the time we did all that, and did a little bit more exploring. I think we went into Target for a little bit. At the end, trying to get out, we went to Target. And uh, so by the time we did all that, we were pretty well wore out and had another big surprise for us. Right as we were leaving, they were doing another Hawaiian show. In the mall, there was a stage, and... There were people there all dressed in the traditional Hawaiian dresses and all that kind of stuff, and they were dancing, and they did a big show right there in the middle of the mall. That was neat. Yeah, that was kind of unexpected yeah. but fun. And uh, so we had a, a good afternoon just shopping and enjoying ourselves in that big mall. I wish we could have stayed longer to check out some of the other stores, but a lot of the stores were things that you would expect to find. You know, they had Victoria's Secrets and uh, what else? They had... Uh, Bath and Body Works. Yeah, Bath and Body Works. Yeah, all the typical malls. All the things you'd find in a typical mall. And then, of course, they had a few specialty stores. And this was our first big encounter. Well, actually, in Lahaina, we had our, our an, an encounter with the ABC stores. We kept calling it the ACB store. Yeah, we were so bad. The Creatures whole of habit. And people would look at us funny like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah, the ABC store, ABC not the ACB store. Yeah. store. 
and it was a store. They had um, a lot of them had groceries and snacks, just a certain amount of groceries and snacks, and souvenirs and toiletries and medications, over-the-counter medications, like anything that you might need when you're traveling. And there were there were ABC stores everywhere. everywhere. Uh, they must have had one on every corner. You know, we we joke about having Walgreens and and on every corner, but we can't say that the same way that Hawaii can say about their ABC stores. <laughs> I mean, there are places that mom we could stand out front of an ABC store and mom could look and see another ABC store. <laughs> so they really like their ABC stores. Hey, we liked them too. That was convenient. Yes, we you did. Know? If you run out of deodorant in the middle of vacation, that's not a good thing, you know? <laughs> that's true. So we we appreciated having that. And um, so... We finish see. our day in uh, <coughs> Honolulu there at the shopping mall, and we go back to the ship for our final night. Our last meal. Our last meal aboard ship. Our last supper, that is. Yeah. Last supper, because you're right, we did eat breakfast. We ate breakfast the next morning, yeah. But uh, so we went back to the main dining rooms, you know, and uh, the cooks and staff, uh, serving staff, they always do a little presentation for us. On the last night, yeah. And that's always kind of neat. They tell how many meals they served and, uh, you know, just kind of thank you for being Royal Caribbean guests. And, and they give you an opportunity to cheer for your servers and all that. And that, yeah. That was kind of neat. That's kind of fun. Yeah. It's a nice little send-off um, that they do for us on the last night. And so that's really cool. And um, I can't believe we didn't tell them about the one night in the dining room. There is uh, <clears throat> usually on every Royal Caribbean cruise, there is one night where you dress up a little bit fancier, and they have Angie's absolute favorite meal. On the cruise ship. On the <laughs> cruise ship. Tell them about it. Okay, so usually if you want lobster or something fan super fancy like that, at dinner, most nights, it's an extra charge. You can order it every day if you want, but it's an extra charge. But there's always one night during the cruise when lobster tail is on the regular menu, and it's complimentary. And they will let you have as many as you want. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I always go to dinner, make sure I'm there on lobster tail night. And, you know, you dress a little bit nicer that night. It's um, it's not like it was years ago. It's not like tuxedos and evening gowns. I mean, you can dress that way if you want to, but you don't have to. So we, we dressed a little nicer and went to dinner. And our server, I had been asking her about lobster tail night all week. What night is it? What night is it? And she had told me. And, um, and so when she brought my lobster tail, she gave me two of them. I was... I was in lobster tail heaven. It was, <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> she even got a little glass of wine to go with I it. I did. Night. I splurged that night and got a little glass of sweet wine to have with my lobster tail. I think it so, was. I think it was a moscato or something. It was really good. Now I don't do seafood, <laughs> so for me it was prime rib. I believe that night. Yeah, prime lit rib, or, or you might have got the strip steak. The strip steak was really good. Yeah. And, and um, oh man, just the food. You just could not beat the food on that ship. Uh, it just excellent. We could do a whole segment just on food. Oh my gosh, the food was just so good. And so we do our final day in Honolulu very very early. Uh, they they like to get you off the ship early early in the morning. Well, because there were other people getting on. Yeah, they turn those ships and around. And they have to get those rooms turned around for the next group of folks who are getting on. On your last night on the cruise ship is when you start getting your suitcases together. 
Um, so you have to have your suitcases usually out in the hall by 10 o'clock that night. The ones you want them to take. Yeah. We, we kept our little carry-on with us. But. And so that way they can come around and get all the suitcases, and they will take them to the cruise terminal, terminal for you. And that way, when you get off the ship, you just go out to the terminal, find your suitcase, off you go. Saves you a little bit of lugging around of your suitcase, which is nice. Now, we were a little nervous about this process. <laughs> this time we were. We were a little nervous after what happened getting onto the ship. But um, we took our chances. All worked we, out great. I, I put two tags on every suitcase. And after I set my suitcase, the big suitcase in the hall that night before, I actually took a picture of it sitting in the hall. With the tags on it. We yeah. got off the ship. Everything was fine. We found our suitcases, and, and we were on our way. The Hilton Hawaiian Village Beachfront Resort. Woo! Where we decided to stay. That's a mouthful. And, we, of course, we got off the ship so early. We had some time to kill when we got to the hotel before they started the whole check-in process. They wouldn't let us check in till about 1230. We could have early check-in. So we left our suitcases with the porters. We went on and got, uh, got the chance to walk around the resort. And that place is awesome. Uh, they have waterfalls. They have fishy ponds, fish ponds, a lagoon uh, that you can swim in. A lot of the kids swim in the lagoon. And uh, tons of stores, restaurants, uh, all kinds of things that you could do. Their hotels, <clears throat> they have eight different towers that make up this uh, Hilton Hawaiian village. And uh, each tower, of course, has tons of rooms. The particular tower that we were in, the Ali'i Tower. Ali'i, A-L-I apostrophe I. Actually had its own swimming pool and hot tub just for people in that particular tower. And uh, so you got to, you know, enjoy those amenities. And now up until this point, we had had the benefit of the ship being with us this entire time. So when it came time for, you know, supper lunch, breakfast, free pizza, all that stuff, all complimentary, right, when you're on the ship. So if you want to go out and check out Hawaii, you can do that and come back to the ship and eat for free. Well, we decided that, you know, we're in we're in Hawaii. We're going to stay there a few days after the boat leaves. You know, how often do you get to go to Hawaii, right? So the boat's in Honolulu in the city. We decided to go um, a little bit away and stay at Waikiki. Because everybody, you know, you always hear about Waikiki Beach in Hawaii. So that's where we decide, and that's where this Hilton Hawaiian village is in Waikiki. So we quickly begin now to discover, <laughs> now that the boat is gone. We were a little spoiled to having all those nice meals that we didn't have to lay a credit card down for. <laughs> and folks who listen to us that are in Hawaii are going to start laughing now because they already know. Prices of food <laughs> in Hawaii are not cheap. And uh, especially if you stay in a resort, which jacks up the prices anyway because they're a resort, you know, so that's just kind of part of the territory. So we start looking at the menu prices of some of these places that they have in the uh, in the resort in the resort there. And uh, this particular restaurant, the one that was closest to our hotel, not really a fancy place. You're talking chicken tenders, burgers, stuff like that, you know. But your average price for a meal at nighttime at supper is going to be 40 to 50 bucks per person. And so we're looking at this, I'm like, for the three of us, that's $150 per night. And we're going to stay here. <laughs> we had five days that we were going to stay. And we're like, we can't, uh, you know, we can't do that. Not every night. Not every night. The budget just won't let that happen. <laughs> so 
<clears throat> we had to find uh, interesting ways to uh, grab ourselves something to eat. So what we ended up doing, uh, I have to say thanks to Amazon and their uh, ability to give Grubhub for free. Delivery for uh, and free. delivery for free. And so we used Grubhub to bring food in from outside the resort. Now, luckily, they allow you to do that. I was surprised that they let you do that. No, but they said that was perfectly fine. People do it all the time. One night, we had a place called Benny's Bigger Burger. <laughs> it was really good. And Benny's Bigger Burger was awesome. It, Benny's Bigger Burger was very big, and it was good and very satisfying. And then one night, we ordered Little Caesars. And so rather than paying $150 to eat, we paid, I think it was like 22 bucks. You know, we got a pizza, a crazy bread, and a two liter. And another night we ordered Jack in the Box because we don't have, well, not yet anyway. I think they're building one someplace here in Louisville now, but we, we don't have Jack in the Box here at home. So we ordered some Jack in the Box. And then on the last night we were there, we decided to go out to dinner and we wound up at an IHOP near our resort. It wasn't in the resort. The IHOP was still, I think by the time the three of us got done, it, it was, was like... It was over $70 for the three of us to eat at IHOP. Our very first night when we got to the uh, resort, we had already pre-booked a luau. And my mother wanted to go to a luau. That oh, was like her thing. So for $200 a person, <laughs> we, we went to this luau. And I have to say, it was an awesome time. Uh, we had a lay greeting, so we got the uh, lay around the neck, you know, and they were real flowers, you know, so it wasn't no plastic stuff. This was real, real flowers. And I had contacted the resort ahead of time to ask about this luau because it's a buffet. This is another one of those situations we recommend call ahead, ask, ask questions, call ahead and say, hey, we're going to be there on this day. You know, this is our mother's dream. She's always wanted to go. You know, we just explained it to them. You know, we're visually impaired. We're wanting, we're, you know, we want to know what you guys have to offer uh, to make this a little more accessible for us. But we knew that it was going to be in the evening. We knew it's outside. So we're already thinking Angie has trouble seeing, you know, as it gets closer to evening and in the dark. So we're thinking that buffet is going to be, could be a challenge. So contact the guy there that, that's the manager of the luau, and he e emails me the menu and says, you know, in order for this to go smooth and, and for you all to have a relaxing night and not be stressed out over this buffet, um, we're going to provide you assistance. And so we want you to pick the food items that you want off this menu, and we will bring the food to you and make sure that you don't have to fight with that buffet. <clears throat> and I was a little bit concerned about that because I was like, well, you know, if it's a buffet, we might find something that we really like, might want to go up there two or three times. You know, who knows? Uh, so it worked out even better than I thought. I'll tell you about that in just a second. But I also requested that, uh, you know, for Angie's vision, I want her to be able to see the luau, obviously. So there's going to be people dancing and all this stage performance and stuff going on, I like to be able to see the thing. We paid for the most expensive tickets to go. They yeah. had cheaper tickets if you wanted to sit at a table much further away, but we wanted to be close, so we paid for what they called the diamond tickets. Because I'm like, how often do you get to go to a real luau? You know, if we're going to do it, we're going to do it. You know, Mama's always wanted to go. Let's do it. And so we did. 
And so that's how we got the leg greeting. They put the real flower, beautiful purple flowers. Oh, I wish we could have brought them home, but they, they died. But um, they put us at a front row table. We were right by the stage where we could see. And they even had a sign on the tables that folks who paid for the diamond tickets, they had our tables reserved up front. And so they actually had a sign on our table that said, that had our name on it. That was neat. And um, so we sit down and they gave us, one drink that came with everyone's meal, and so we wound up with a with a mai tai, and uh, so um, and then he gave us each two more tickets for two additional drinks. That, These are things that you pay for. They came with our package, you know. No, we they were <coughs> we didn't pay for them that night. No, I mean were, you pay for them with your two. They were part. They were part, part of, of the the cost. Yeah. And um and so I I think I had two mai tais and a pineapple margarita, and uh, I think my mother in law had the same. And then, what did you have, honey? I had all three Mai Tais. You just did three Mai Tais. Yeah. And um, the first one was a little watered down. The second two, mmm, they were a little stronger. <laughs> yeah, my third one was really strong. Yeah, it was really, but it, but they were good. Everything was just so good. We had to try what they call Kahlua pig. And that's where they cook the pig in the ground, you know, the traditional Hawaiian luau type of thing where they cook the pig in the ground. And it was so tender. It was good. So tender and so good. And um, it's it's different than any type of pork I've ever had before. It was really good. And um, I think I had some Hawaiian, some type of Hawaiian noodles. Of course, they had brownies. They had they had pineapple upside down cake. They had so many things. They uh, hubby had some type of potatoes. Sweet was, potatoes. Some sort of sweet potatoes, really good. And um, oh gosh, I mom can't had remember. salad. Yeah, and they had fruit. Salad. They had fresh fruit. You could have fresh fruit. And um, and so many things. We did not go away hungry. <laughs> Which we were happy to see the big plate of fresh fruit because that's one of our favorite things on the cruise ship is that you can get this fresh fruit anytime, you know, when you're at supper or whatever. You can just ask for a plate of fresh fruit. We love that. And uh, so when we got to Hawaii, like, ah, there's our fresh fruit. Yeah, we were excited. One more plate of fresh fruit. So they had a show during the, the luau. Early on when it was still daylight, they had some folks up there playing music and and doing the, like traditional Hawaiian songs and things, and that was neat. And then um, when the main part of the show started, it was um, as it was getting darker. It was uh, a story. It was like a love story, and it had to do with um, the islands and the mountains. And they were telling this whole story, and it was all done with dancing and and music, and and it was really a good show. And then at the end, toward the end of the luau. They had a time when they invited all the couples to get up and dance. And they had some type of love song that they were playing, and all the couples got to get up and dance. And so Hubby and I started to dance, and everyone else stood up to dance. And I looked over at the table, and Mama was the only one sitting down still. And so we invited her just to get up and dance with us, which she did. And um, I stepped away, and, and she and Hubby danced together. And I, I was able to get their picture dancing together. And that's one of the best pictures we got the entire trip. It was really special. It was very, very special for her. And then after that, they had um, these three guys come out on the stage, and they did a fire knife dance, a fire knife dance. I thought, oh, my goodness. And they're dressed in all that grassy stuff, you know, and those banana leaves and things. And I'm thinking, oh, my goodness, I would have burnt my whole forest down. But these guys were terrific, very skilled in doing this. And, they, I mean, them things, there was flames flying everywhere. They were twirling them things around. And 
holding them up and they were on the stage and they were holding them up with their feet and they were twirling them around and I thought, my goodness. And uh, they were, when they were introduced, the, the host of the show, he said one of those guys, the one on the end, I think, he was a five-time fire knife dancing champion, a world champion. And that was really neat to get to see him. And uh, so that was kind of the finale of the luau was the big fire knife dance. It was really neat. They did a fashion show for us earlier in the night, too, and that was kind of cool to see. They uh, they have a, a cloth. Hula hula? I think that's what it's called. I don't know. I think that's what it was. <laughs> the only two words I learned the whole time was uh, aloha and what was the other one? Well, I don't know. You said you learned it. <laughs> Mahalo. 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 Thank you. She obviously yeah. learned one word. Oh, whatever. There. No, we learned two words. You haven't learned that other word yet. <laughs> aloha and mahalo. <laughs> So <laughs> this cloth apparently you can you can tie it and and wrap it wrap it different ways and it can be used for men or women and you can use it as like you can bend, you can do it a certain way and it's a bathing suit you can do it in other ways and it's a a gown you know, like wear like a, a I guess like a casual wear type thing I guess you wrap it and twist it and tuck it <clears> in different ways yeah. and, and it can be so many different things but it's one big piece of cloth and so that was kind of interesting. They showed how they did it and all that, and that was kind of cool. I'm glad I don't have to dress that way because I would be having wardrobe malfunctions every day, and it would not be good. <laughs> so we enjoyed the luau. That was awesome. And uh, we enjoyed our time in there, and uh, you know, the, the entire trip was good. We had lots of time at the ABC stores um, getting groceries and sandwiches and chips and things like that. Bag of Doritos in Hawaii, $7.50. For just a small bag. Yeah, not a family size bag. They have Hawaiian chips, and they were really good, like these Hawaiian kettle cooked chips. They were $8 a bag. Um, I think they said a gallon of milk was $10 for a gallon of milk. Um, the, $5 a half gallon. Yeah. And the little packs of donuts, you know, the ones they used to, we used to have in vending machines, the little six pack of the little donuts, they were $5 for the little packs of donuts. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, we bought three sandwiches, pre-made sandwiches. Those are like 17. Yeah. But they were good. They were good. Um, and then they had trays of fruit in the store. I think those were $10 for the little trays of fruit. But we had a little refrigerator in our room there at the resort. We had a really huge room. The three of us shared a room in the resort because it was expensive. So we shared. We had our own little balcony. It was not really a little balcony, but it was a pretty good-sized balcony, bigger than the one on the boat. And, and uh, it was so much fun to order our food and sit out on the balcony in the evening times. And they always had live music out in the resort. There was always a band playing somewhere. And so we sat out on our balcony, and we listened to music in the evenings and ate our meal. And, and it was so relaxing and so nice. And then came the trip home. Oh, no, you, we haven't even told them about the beach. <clears throat> oh, that's right. we got to do the beach. The Waikiki Beach. Yeah, how can we can't I forget get about the that. beach, honey. Murph. The Waikiki Beach is a very interesting beach. It, uh, it was, I have to say it was not our favorite beach. Very rocky beach. We were surprised. We when, just thought for, for a beach there by the resort, it would be a little cleaner. Um, and I don't know, the water wasn't as clear as we thought. Not near as clear as the water was in uh, at Baby Beach in, in Maui, uh, and there were lots of rocks. 
you know, it was really hard to walk out into the water in certain areas because there were tons of rocks. So that was different than, than I expected. Yeah. Uh, the water was nice. Not as clear, but it was nice. And um, the beach was fairly crowded, not overly crowded. Um, we did choose to rent chairs and umbrellas each day that we went to the beach because my mother-in-law is not really a water person. She likes to relax on the chair and, and just lay on the beach and people watch, you know, maybe take a nap or whatever. And so um, hubby and I, a lot of times when we go to the beach, we'll just do towels on the ground and we're fine. Because we spend a lot of time in the water. Yeah, or a blanket on the ground and we're fine. But because Mama was with us, we said, well, let's go ahead and get some chairs and umbrellas. Well, the videos we had watched had led us to believe that the chairs and umbrellas were there for you because you stay at the resort. And But we, we came to find out that those were an extra charge. If you wanted chairs and umbrellas for the day, uh, two chairs and an umbrella was $85 for the day. $85. That was more expensive than what we had been used to. When we went to places in the Caribbean like St. Martin's and St. Kitts, you could expect to pay 20 maybe $30 for the day for two chairs yeah. and an umbrella. Yeah. But at, at the Hawaiian Resort there at, at uh, that Hilton, we it was $85. So so I think Mama paid for it one of the beach days, and we paid for it another beach day. But um, it was kind of worth it because, like we said, Mom doesn't get in the water. So, you know, we, we didn't want her to just be laying on the ground on the towel in the sun all day. So we went ahead and splurged and got the chairs and umbrellas for it, her. It really broke my heart to pay $85 to rent that chair oh, and umbrella. Goodness, it did. <laughs> that was that, – I, I just – you know, that one, you just kind of – they say it was for the day, but the rental place closes at 5. So you had to have all that stuff turned back in by 5 o'clock. So it really yeah. wasn't for the entire day. So from oh. 8.30 to 5. But sunset, the time we were in Hawaii, sun was setting at around 6.05. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you want to be out on the beach and experience the whole sunset and all that, that's great, but you're not going to have chairs while you do it. Yeah, you had to turn your chairs and everything in by by five o'clock. So, so that was a little disappointing. We were kind of we were kind of bummed out about that. Um, but we did on the last night that we were there. Though we went down to the beach and uh, took pictures and stuff of the sunset. You know, because you have to be there for sunset on the beach. And uh, so we did that on the very last night that we were there. And uh, for blind vendors, I have to say I don't know why this was, but the, one of the things that really struck me funny. They had a Dairy Queen on, on the, the beach, beach that was closed. Went out of business. I'm like, how do you not make a Dairy Queen on the beach work? <laughs> they said it had gone out of business, and I thought, how? <clears throat> the only thing I could figure is it had to be some COVID-related move. They couldn't get help or something. I don't know, but I thought, my goodness. We kept going there, and the sign said they opened at, like, 10 in the morning, and we would go, and they were just closed the whole time. Well, come to find out, they had gone out of business. I thought, my goodness. But I'm thinking, like, you know, <laughs> ice cream, orange Julius, hot, hot dogs, dogs, yeah, soft drink. Like, how could you not make that work on a beach? But it was closed. So now we get ready to uh, go on that trip home. And the trip home started off with a very long flight because we had to fly from Hawaii well, to Texas. We had a long day before that because we had to waste most of the day at the resort after we checked out. Checkout was at noon. 
Well, we didn't have to be to the airport until 5. So we, again, we packed our suitcases in with the Bell folks, and um, we went shopping, and we spent time out by the little fishy ponds and the waterfalls, and so we had to waste a few hours. Oh, and, of course, we had to eat ice cream. That was a great way to to waste time. There was an ice cream place there at the resort, and they had that pineapple sorbet that I fell in love with. And so we had to, we <laughs> had to have it one last time, right? Yep, we had <laughs> one last time at the ice cream place before we left. Yeah, there was a little shopping area across. It was part of the Waikiki Village, but it was it was um, it was called like the a, Rainbow Bazaar. It's kind of across this little street from where we were, like a driveway. And uh, so it had an ice cream place, had different kinds of little shopping um, stores you could go into. There was an ABC store down there. Yeah, of course. I think they had yeah <laughs> two ABC stores, and. Uh, they had a Christmas store, a couple places where you could get T-shirts, and, you know, some of the Hawaiian, you know, touristy stuff. And the uh, T-shirt factory was down there, wasn't it? Yeah, T-shirt factory. Something like that. Well, anyway, so we we got our ice cream and we shopped and wasted time. And what was the name of the ice cream place? Can you think of it? Sorry, with the L. Lappers. 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 Yeah. And then, um, so we made our way over to the airport. We we got our suitcases out from the Bell folks, and then we we caught a Lyft or an Uber over to the Hawaii airport there in Honolulu. And um, that was different than what we were used to. You know, you, you usually go to most airports, you step inside the airport, but all of their check-in places and a lot of their areas there at the airport were open to the outdoors. So that was different. Yeah. And uh, even the TSA area, the security TSA thing that we, where you went through and got scanned and everything, that was outdoors also. The Hawaii airport was not much on assistance. We uh, had a very rough time getting through that airport, and I, I was not impressed. Um, they they just did not offer us hardly any assistance. We finally did get some, but it took hmm, more than it should have to get it. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe they were just having an off day. But Maybe. But it, it was um, – that was probably the – I'd say of all the airports we visited during the the beginning and the end of the trip, I'd say that was the one that was the most difficult for me. Yeah. But well, we made it. We we made it to our gate, and uh, we had had to wait for a little while, and then we we were good to go. It's a very strange airport, though. They don't have like there's no restaurants. There's no restaurants like you know. Typically, you always see restaurants around the different areas where you're going to wait to get on your plane and stuff. And they had none of that. And so I was, I was thinking I might grab a soft drink, you know, before we get on the plane or whatever. But nope. We found we found vending machines. <laughs> yeah, we did do but that. But that's all we could find was vending machines. It was pretty strange. Yeah, and then because um, I think like on the way there, when we had that layover in Chicago, we we ate at Chili's in the airport. Yeah. You know, there's always places to go to get stuff to eat in airports, but not not in that Honolulu airport. We didn't really see a whole lot. And, um, Starbucks. They did have that. Well, <laughs> hey, I didn't see an ABC store there. <laughs> That's true. That is true. I didn't see one there. <laughs> so we get onto our flight, and the, our first plane from Honolulu to our layover in Dallas was a really big plane. It was a 777. And it was a newer plane, but it was really big. It was the type of plane that had the seats on the side, and then it had two aisles. And then it had seats in the middle. So it was a big plane. And so we get on this plane, and we're 
we're, we take off around seven in the evening. And so it was going to be an overnight flight. And so, um, after they gave us all of our safety instructions and we all got settled in, <clears throat> they turned down the lights. So we only had just very dim lighting throughout the cabin, which for someone with almost no night vision that, that made, um, you know, that long a flight, you can't make it through without having to go to the potty at least once. And so, uh, I had to get creative, you know, how to find the lavatory and all that. This one has all the onboard entertainment for those folks who can see the screens and all that, but nothing accessible, unfortunately. We did have a meal on that flight. They gave us a, a choice of a veggie wrap or a turkey sandwich. And so we chose the turkey sandwich. And so we had the sandwich and we had a bag of chips and a brownie to go with and something to drink. And... Uh, that was nice. <laughs> you don't get meals like that on flights very often these days, unless it's a longer flight. Um, and then the other neat thing, if you could see it, on the back of the seat in front of you, above your tray, there was a little screen. Now, it was a touch screen, and there were limited episodes of certain TV shows, and there were certain movies. If, if you had a pair of headphones to plug in, you could plug it in and, and have some entertainment on that little screen. Um, but one of the neat things I found on it was there was a little thing you could touch, and, and it was called Flight Map. And you could bring up the map, and you could see where your plane was on the map. And it was telling us things like we were traveling at 550 miles an hour, and we were 37,000 feet in the in the sky. And it was negative 65 degrees outside the plane because we were up so high, you know. And um and it was just all this neat information there on the screen. If you could read it, um, I had to read it with a magnifier, but but I was able to read it. And it was really neat. She could play games. This was, they had a little remote thing that come off underneath the screen. You could pop that out, and it had yeah, they had games, joysticks, and all that. So you could play video games and all that stuff. So they had some good. It was, was kind of neat. I've, good I've entertainment. Never, I had never seen that on the <clears> before. I thought that was kind of cool. I'd like to see some speech access on those menus. <laughs> to be able to get to the television shows and stuff like that would be nice. Um, so just heads up to whoever might be uh, listening from uh, uh, United Airlines. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Make that accessible. <laughs> um, so we uh, – I, I highly don't – I really don't recommend these long flights. Uh, <laughs> by the time I got off that flight, I, was, I was, felt like I was just going nuts. Uh, we had sat there. You know, I had Angie on one side of me. There was a guy sitting next to me. The way the chairs are designed with those screens, they're kind of like, you know, sort of up in your face. And uh, between that and having the seat belt and everything, I felt like I was just smothered uh, for that whole trip. So I'm definitely, I guess, not a fan of the 777s. <laughs> well, I had a but, aisle seat, so I wasn't as squished. <clears throat> oh, but man. he was squished between me and this really nice guy. I think he was on his way home to Montana. And a uh, super nice guy, but, you know... <laughs> After about almost, oh, what were we, like almost seven hours on that yeah. flight, uh, we were ready to go. I was ready to get out. Like, <laughs> I could not get that belt off fast enough. So we had a really short layover in Dallas, so we just went straight from one gate to the other. And I'm so glad we had that ground assistance because we never would have made it. It, it, was, it was a really long way to get from where we got off the first flight to where we got onto our second flight home. And... um Man, if we didn't have that ground assistance, we might have been in trouble because we, we got to the gate. Even with the assistance, we got there just in time to board the plane um, before it took off. We had another two-hour flight from Dallas to Louisville, 
Now, we did all this traveling overnight, okay? So we get up in the morning in Honolulu around 9.30 in the morning is when we got up to start our day. And by the time we got home, it was lunchtime on Wednesday. So other than a few little doses on the plane, you know, you can't really sleep on a plane. So other than a few little catnaps on the plane, we were awake from 9.30 Tuesday morning Hawaii time to around noon Louisville time. And Hawaii and home are about six hours apart. And I think the time difference is six hours. So traveling home, we we gained back all that time. And so we took off at 7 o'clock in the evening, and we didn't get home till lunchtime the next day. Finally got home <clears throat> and looked at our looked at Angie's phone. 700 and some pictures, and 200 and some videos later, we had an awesome trip. <laughs> <laughs> so that pretty much wraps up our trip. And yeah. It was a great time. I'm, I'm glad we went to Hawaii. I think we took away from it that we, we enjoyed our time there. I think we would have had just as good a time in the Caribbean um, and certainly a lot less expensive food and, and other things you could do in those Caribbean islands that you can do in Hawaii, but you're going to pay a lot more for it because it's Hawaii. And mm-hmm. uh, so we enjoyed it. Will we ever go back? Mm. Well, if we ever possibly, had, if we ever had an opportunity to go, uh, you know, an affordable way to go or whatever, like we did this time, then yeah, maybe, but like, I mean, tropical is tropical, really. We highly recommend <laughs> cruising. We love cruising as visually impaired people. I mean, oh, once, we you, love it. once you pay for a cruise, you know, other than the stuff that you do on the islands and all that, once you pay for it, your meals are all included, unless you want to do something special. They, um, they do have specialty restaurants on the ships that you can pay extra for if you want to, but you don't have to. No, you can you eat know. the stuff that's complimentary, and you got plenty to eat. The one thing that we do splurge a little for that a lot of other folks don't is we do pay for the Internet package because we use the Internet for so many things. Uh, not, oh, just yeah. not just entertainment, but we use it for so many other things. So we do pay for the Internet package during mm-hmm. the cruise, and it's, it's streaming Internet. You, know, you can stream your videos. I can access our security cameras here at the house and, and all that from the middle of the ocean. It's not cheap. Right. Um, for our 10-night cruise, I think we paid 200 and some dollars for the Internet package. For two devices. For two devices. This is fascinating. It really is. I have really enjoyed this. Um, I, I just, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole different world. And, you know, people talk about the food on the ship and so on. But... But, you know, they'll say, oh, there's food on the ship. Okay, so there's food on the ship. Well, what does that mean? I, I really appreciate all the detail because, um, you know, as you were talking about it, uh, I could almost imagine being there. And well, and the the Chinatown, the thing, the, you know, in, in Hawaii, some of the things, I, I just really appreciate y'all taking time to do this. So well, um, and if, if you want to... Um have a different way of kind of experiencing certain parts of it. We did do some live Facebook videos that hubby has posted on his Facebook where uh-huh. we did, we did some walkthroughs on the ship and we did um, some live Facebook videos from the beaches and things. So cause a lot of <clears throat> folks asked us for that. People who had never been there before, they're like, Hey, can you guys go live? So we did that on our last cruise. We did some live videos back in, in the spring. And then when we went, this time we did live videos and just kind of walked around. That way you can kind of hear things and kind of 
get a little bit more of a feel for what it's like. Yeah, and I watched beauty. some of those that you did in the spring, and and those were really cool. For some reason, Facebook didn't show me the ones that you were doing this time. I kept expecting there to be some, but you know how oh, yeah. Facebook is. You know, yeah, it, it sometimes you, picks and chooses, and you have no you idea actually, why. You may actually have to search for him and, and actually go to his yeah. Yeah. his profile, maybe. On the other thing about it. The other thing about food on there, too, is that, you know, Royal Caribbean encourages you to try stuff. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, you'll, you choose, you know, like, you'll choose an appetizer, you'll choose your main course, and then a dessert. But if you decide that you want two appetizers or two desserts or even two main courses. Or if there's something you've oh, never tried before. You, you can do that. And they encourage oh. you to do that. They want you to do that. So, you know, wow. if you want chicken cordon bleu, you know, and you decide you want a prime rib and all sure. that stuff, you, you are welcome to do that. And you don't pay extra for that? And, you don't, and you don't pay extra. No. Oh, my gosh. Um, so, it's like, there's a particular thing you want to try. Because um, yeah. sometimes they have things at the dinners that you've never tried before. And if you don't like it, that's okay. You can you I can bet they, I bet you know. they lost money when Jim Shaw was on their cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they did. Can you imagine? This has been wonderful. We've done enough for two full shows at least. Thank you all. All right. If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or you need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at kentucky-acb.org. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Soundprints. Have a great week, everybody.